Thank you for your loving kindness. Thanks for just blessing us, God. Blessing us, love, your goodness. Showing us who you really are. Lord, contrary to, to the masses, what they think and say about you, Lord, we know you're good. We know you're good. And Lord, we make it our aim today to, to proclaim and make famous your goodness in the earth. May we make your goodness famous. Jesus, may we make your goodness famous in the earth. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, yeah, I think I, that was at some point I was going to say something about my uh, glorious attire that I'm wearing this morning. Uh, oh, yeah. I didn't take my cowboy hat. That's where I was going. I took the Broncos cap. That's where it was. That's how we all got started on that. And, and I was going down to the medic room for the reason for Sue's crutches. But on my way down, there was, I don't know, they looked like they were guys who were security guys that were going to help you get out on off the boat and all that. And I'm just standing there, minding my own business. And there were the two guys and a lady that was on there. And, and they just started talking, coming like, well, yeah, we could lock them in the room downstairs. But, yep. Wearing that Broncos cap on there, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they're talking about me. <laughs> and he was big boys too, and I'm like, well, and so I'm like, so I just turn it around backwards. Didn't think about it. There was a mirror right across the front of me, and the lady goes, you can still see it, because they had Broncos across the back. I'm like, and I looked up, I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, well, I could have worn my Cowboys cap. They go, that's worse. I'm like, I'm like that's a long swim back to Florida, isn't it? So no matter where you go, you, you, you're going to get the, you're going to love you or not. So I, w- I want to look at something this morning, just for something that I felt like the Lord was just putting in my heart and sharing. I, uh, I'm not practicing on you with it, but just something that he just started speaking to my heart. And the scripture came to mind, I think it was last night, yesterday or last night, and I'm like, what are you saying? And he starts speaking to me about us, the church, his people, those who are called by his name, who humbled themselves and sought his face and turned from the wickedness of ways and, and prayed. And um, just thinking on that and meditating, I felt like the Lord was like, We'll talk about that this morning and see where he goes with it. And I, and I believe God is faithful to do what he does at all times. And so prepare yourself to be blessed in faith. <laughs> if you have your Bible, turn with me to John chapter 13. Um, I want to look at something that's kind of interesting. We may, we may start a different... may turn into a series. A lot of times these things they do. But I'm looking at this this morning. Superheroes. That's our translator for the day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Money where your mouth is. Marinate. Where your mouth is. 
John chapter 13 and verse 34 is, is pretty interesting. And he, and he says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And when I was reading this, and the Lord was showing me, he said, I mean, you can go a myriad of ways in this. I mean, God's word is live. It's active, man. It will touch me here today and touch me in a different category tomorrow using the same scripture. I mean, he is it's very active, okay? But when I was reading this, one of the things I felt like the Lord was just revealing to me is like, this moment, this is not about you. Okay. He said, I give you a new commandment that you may love one another as I have loved you. Now, we can concentrate on what you and I are supposed to be doing for one another. But it wasn't, he wasn't focusing on that part. It wasn't about the you. It was about the all. There's an all there who's impacted about what you and I do. And the Lord began to show me, and I believe he's showing us that as believers, people of faith, to understand that how I work and act and encounter others around me is impacting all the rest of the people that are around me. And, and, and I'm thinking about the all who may not know him. Because he didn't say that all would know him, all those who believe. No, he said all. That includes all. So my encounter and my activity with you and your encounter and activity with me can have a direct reflection on how the rest of society see who God is and our relationship with him. As I love you, as I treat you with honor and respect and kindness, the world or the all can look and go like, huh. So they must be connected to that guy. Or they must be part of this guy who said he loved the world so much that he gave himself for it. And what the Lord was really showing me here is that what you and I do in the earth has direct impact on the way the rest of the earth sees not only our relationship with one another, but our relationship with him and also the way they see him. I can't tell you the number of times that I've encountered I've encountered or heard conversations that go along the lines where people may have been hurt and wounded by other people and stopped serving the Lord. Anyone ever come across that? It's like, well, yeah, I, I, I used to go to church. But there was a bunch of hypocrites there. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, just like at that grocery store or at that medical center. There's, they're, they're everywhere. Yeah, I mean, they're populating the earth. They're there's no shot or shortage on hypocrisy in the land. So, but it has it's something about the expectation that people have when they come 
and connect with the people of faith, that they have this expectation that can encourage them to recognize the Father. Matter of fact, this is what Jesus said like this. He said, let your light shine. So then we see your good work. Still free, still free. <laughs> and glorify the Father in heaven. So it's something about my actions that points people back to him. But there's also something about our actions that frees people from things that have been harassing them in earth. And so I just kind of want to touch on this a little bit because I believe that we as the body of Christ, we carry an authority in the earth that can release people from bondages and harassments that they've been going through all their lives as we do those things that God is asking of us to do and that he's, if you would, ordained and commissioned us to do. Okay. So you saw that one headline up there, superheroes. That just would come to mind, you know. But put your money where your mouth is. And then I couldn't help myself. I'm like, well, I say I'm, I'm a Christian and, and you know, I follow Christ. Well, this is the way Christ is. And so, Keith, if you say you're a Christian, then put your money where your mouth is. Anyone ever heard of that phrase before? Anyone remember anyone saying that? Put your money where your mouth What does that mean, actually? Okay, this is a group participation this morning. I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I left that disclaimer out. I understand why you hadn't said anything up to this point. So, amen. Yes, hallelujah. Feel free. We're just going just gonna to play along here together. But, I mean, it could say to me something like, I don't know, put up or shut up. One way put it. <laughs> or um, there's something about being on a pot and getting off of it if you're not going to use it anyway. But that's, that's this is the family establishment. We won't go down that road. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like either, either use it or lose it. One of the two. Do something with what you have or let someone else get involved and is going to do it. But it's something that God has chosen. This group of people that carry this identity to be those of authority to be able to, to lock and to unlock the destinies and the freedom for people here on earth and in the world that we live in. Now, real quick, what the, there's, there's a few people I want to just throw out there, and, and I'm sure when I throw it out there, you know, certain images may come to mind. What does St. Patrick and Santa Claus and Dr. Martin Luther King know you and Jesus have in common? They all have holiday. That's right. That's, that's, that's a good answer. Good answer. They all have. <laughs> well, no, but it's a good one. It's a good one because I want my present for Martin Luther King's Day. Anyone got one? You know, we, we get the. But you're right. They all have holidays. They all have a day that's been hewn out to recognize their name and the earth as their tenure here on earth. But the question is why? 
The question is, why? Because they all have a day. They all have been remembered for good works, for deliverance. They put their money where their mouth is, was, is. Anyway, they, they did what their heart, what they said was in their heart to do. They didn't wear just a religious sign and say, hey, come see me on this corner and, no, no, have a social service and potluck and we all get along. No, no, no. It's like I'm going to put myself out there and where there's social injustice, man, I'm going to at least get involved and see how can we make a difference. And by doing that, bam, they all have a holiday. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that's because you go out and feed a few people, rescue a few cats, change a few lives that you're going to get a holiday. But you just might change a few lives. For example, St. Patrick, this guy, he was known, I mean, we, we, don't, we, we think about, okay, four, not four-leaf clovers, three-leaf clovers anyway. We think about the clovers. We think about, you know, well, it depends on what part of the world you're in, you know, probably know Dublin, whatever. And you, you think about all the stuff that goes on with St. Patrick. But one thing we don't think about is how he was a model of forgiveness. This guy, he was, he was, he was raised or he was born to, a, I believe it was a Scottish family, you know, a, a renowned Scottish family. And when he was age 16, you know, you know people always, there's always been, you know, war and stuff between different nations, different cultures and all this. So he was, he was kidnapped by this Irish clan and he was held hostage for four years. And he was, you know, cruelly treated and he was made to serve and he was doing all this and, for when he was age 16, up until he was age 20, he escaped, made it back to his homeland, got with his people. He became a priest, but his heart's desire was to go back to Ireland so they could hear the good news of the gospel and be saved. It's like, what? Yeah. It's more than just a clover. It's more than just people getting drunk on a day and it's like, woohoo, St. Patrick's Day. No, no, no. It's about somebody have the gall to forgive somebody for treating them wrong. Bow. So he has a holiday named after him. And then, of course, you know, Santa Claus, I mean, he brings a gift every year, right? Well, no, it's, there was a, you know, legends has it. There was this guy who, his parents was rich. They died. They left him a lot of money, and, and he, but he was very generous. And so he'd go, and he would help the poor. And there was one story that this, this guy had these three daughters, and, and they were so poor that they didn't have enough money for a dowry, and, and, the, and the girls couldn't get married without having the money, because back then, you know, you kind of had to give, had to give money to the parents of the groom. Anyway, that's, that's still a culture and something, thing in some places. So he would marry them, but they didn't have the money to do that. So he would come, and he would drop gold coins down their chimney. So the oldest daughter could get married. And then later on, the next daughter could get married. And, but he was generous. So he was a model of generosity. He was a model of removing the poverty and the, and the, and the, and the, the harsh lifestyle of people. He did that. And so today, you know, woohoo! <laughs> Christmas time is here. That's what we wanted. And we think, you know, every little kid, Santa Claus. He was a model for generosity and helping the poor. And of course, we all know we just recently celebrated you know, uh, Martin Luther King Day. Um, but again, he put himself out there during the civil rights movement where there was social injustice. 
of where people have been mistreated. He put himself out there as a model of equality. And, 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 and when I listen to his speech, it's, it's kind of like, you know, everybody needs to get along. Everybody could be in the same boat. It's not like one side is going to be above the other. Everybody, but it was kind of like, let's, let's just even this thing out. I love you. You love me. We're going to be okay, right? And he lost his life for it. But today, there's a holiday. And of course, one of those Jesus who was a model of the sacrificial life, who gave himself. For you and I to sit here today and feel the peace of being free from our sins. I don't have to be shackled by it. I don't have to have the fear of death. I don't have to have the fear of the past issues haunting me over and over again. No. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And so he is a model of that sacrificial life where you and I can have life. But when I look at that, I, I, I look at these models. I look at these, to me, like superheroes. You know, they, they did stuff that, man, a lot of people, they benefit from it. But I may not be walking after to give back in the way that they did. But there's something about the church that Jesus has called us to be a part to kind of model, if you would, some of these heroes for freedom to be had in the earth. So let's look at this real quick. I want again, if you have your Bible, you can go there. If not, it'll be on the screen behind me. And uh, if it works, that's great. If not, you have to trust me. Matthew chapter 16. This is very, 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 very interesting. Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or hell, shall not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. First of all, I want to look at this. Jesus is have, he's bringing this question to Peter. You know, who do people say that I am? People have a lot of opinions and ideas at the bottom. But then he asked him, he said, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, well, you are the Christ, son of the living God. He's like, bam, man, you get it. You, you, have, you have the revelation that's going to set the captives free. And he said, and upon this rock, upon this revelation the set, that sets upon this thing, I'm going to build my church. Now, the interesting thing about this, and now I'm going to get into the political things about you know, uh, King James and his reasonings of changing this word, but he did. But he, King James, back in the King James days, we read this word as church, which is church. But the original translation, what we have here is the word ecclesia. It's the Greek word, ecclesia. When they were writing this, and they were putting this out, they were, Jesus was saying, my church or my ecclesia 
It's going to carry a revelation that's going to set people free. Now, an ecclesia is a gathering group of people. Now, King James had this control issue. <laughs> like that. And he didn't really want people understanding the fact that they had the authority to work some things out within their communities and things like that. So he wanted to keep this whole thing nestled under his rule. and under his, I mean, you know, if you didn't walk with him, he'd kill you or he'd have you dealt with. So he, he, he put it in a way where he institutionalized the mindset that the church is governed in a certain way. We'll use that term. But God originally wanted his body, his children, to be known as an ecclesia. Now, check this out. That's what that word in the Greek means when you look at church there, okay? Now, when you, the word ecclesia means a popular meeting, a symbol called out. Basically, he is saying, upon this revelation, there will be a called out group of people who will assemble, who will make decisions to govern the land that they're in. This is the whole idea behind the church. I know we have a lot of fun when we come, and this is what we do. This is a gathering group of called out people, and we come together, and we hear the word of the Lord, and we worship him, but, our, but the intention of this gathering is for us to come together and to make re- proper judgments on how things should be ordered in the land. Where there's social injustice, we can say, hey, what would Jesus do, all right, and get involved with what Jesus would do to bring healing and health into a community because we're not just a religious organization. We are the ecclesia. We're a group of people that will not stand for something that's not right. (laughs) We will not stand for poverty. We will not stand for widows not being taken care of. We will not stand for uh, uh, sex trafficking. We will not stand for human trafficking. We will stand for what the Lord will have us stand. We will govern the communities in the earth. Great news. So getting back to the other question, or at the beginning of this whole topic, okay, if this is who you are, put your money where your mouth is. (laughs) Teacher, pastor, (laughs) my heart's desire is for us as a body, as a church, and not just here, but any church gathering group of people is to come hear the word of the Lord. Get empowered. Get excited. Become free. Get things shaken off of us. You know, understand that I'm loved by him and understand that he loves me and I love him and man, there's no doubt, man, I'm set free. But from that place be launched into the world that we've been called to. Let's demonstrate your love in here where there's a lack thereof. This is what Ecclesia does. We come, we pray together, we sing together, we hear the word of the Lord, we get instruction from heaven, we get intel, Holy Spirit come, prophetic words come, like, wow. So we do that, we get a word, and we don't just hear a prophetic word, like, wow, I got goosebumps, that was nice, no, no, no. God, what are you saying? Let's walk that out. Because all of a sudden, We've got intel from heaven and say, Lord, 
send us. We'll go. He said, upon this rock, I will build my governing body. Let me, let's the more definition to this, to this guy here. Um, a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into a public place, an assembly. This is the definition of what we call church. Ecclesia. This is who we are. It takes it from just being a religious organization to come to hear good preaching. Okay. I was listening that one, wasn't I? <laughs> I was listening that one. Whew, I'm glad there was at least one. But anyway, we're not just a religious organization who come and settle for just good music, good teaching, good fellowship. All of that is a part of it. But the end goal is for the ecclesia, is to get out and govern society. When ecclesia, church, stop governing society, morality in the society becomes weak. And where morality in the society becomes weak, we complain about how people are acting around us. That's basically what happens. Oh, look what's on TV now. I can't believe they're doing it now. I can't believe what the children are saying in school. Now. I don't believe. What? They took prayer out of school. What? What, what was the ecclesia? Did I get satisfied with just having a good preacher? Or was I saying, tell me, preacher, what does God want us to do today? This is where we're going to go. This, this, this is good stuff. This is awesome. It says, a gathering of citizens. Gathering of citizens called out from their homes. Wow. Into some public place, an assembly. An assembly of people convened at a public place of the council for the purpose of deliberating. Catch that shuttle. Don't miss it. Run, Forrest, run. No. <laughs> So great to see you. Thank you for coming. But it's a council for the purpose of deliberating. When we come together, we worship, we sing, we hear the voice of the Lord. He speaks to us. I don't, I don't know. We prophetic words come. We've, we've had David teaching this for many times, and he and he's encouraged us that we can hear the voice of the Lord. It's not just so I can get goosebumps. I'm getting them right, and I'm like, wow, this is good stuff. It's not just for me to get goosebumps and lay down like, God, you said I was beautiful. That's awesome. But he said that I was beautiful, so I will know the direction that his beauty is leading me. Wow. So, Ecclesia, the church, the church. Tell you right, Ecclesia Fellowship. Okay, I don't know how that works, but anyway, we come together. Just your way. We're at a place in our society, Lord. You know it. You know it. And, and there's peace is being attacked, and families, and we have human trafficking is is hitting the headlines over and over again. God, what part do you want us to play? And that's the question that I, I really want to know, even for this house. God, what part do you want us to play in our community to bring life? We can't do everything, but we could do something. 
part can we play? And, and sometimes I, I, I believe that, especially when it comes, you know, when, when people feel like they, you know, okay, well, I'm not a preacher, I'm not a pastor, I'm, I, 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 just, I just come and I just hear and, and that's it. Well, it's, it's more than that, really. I mean, just throw out a few examples. Let's just say you are a doctor. There's a doctor friend of mine back in uh, Texas from Nigeria, man of faith. This boy, he, I mean, he preached the word, and, and he's a man of faith. He said, you know, when I treat, and he, he's an he's a, uh, oncologist. He said, I, I treat people, non-believers, different than I treat believers. In other words, when they come into his office, the way he attend to them, he says a little different. When they, if a non-believer come into his office, he tend to them, the medical advice, what's going to help them to get better, and this is what it's going to do. And if God opens the door, that's fine. That's great. He said, but I, it's a little different. He said, but when believers come into my office, you know, and they're dealing with this thing called cancer, one of the first places they're going to go is this thing called faith. We're going to do the medical stuff, but you got to know that your God healed. I mean, this guy just awesome, okay? As a doctor, you've been called there, and sometimes that doctor may feel, well, I don't really have a part to play in the church. I, I see the preacher up there, and he's preaching a good word, and, and people's lives are being changed, but that doctor needs to know, no, you have been called to your field as part of the ecclesia to bring life into your medical profession. Someone there is going to have to know and is going to have to hear that Jesus saved at some point. And, and, and you could be flipping burgers at McDonald's. It doesn't matter. But when you're in that kitchen and you have allowed the presence of the Lord to be there, you walk in there and it's all hot and people are upset because they're not getting the money they made. And you walk in and you lift up the name of Jesus and you realize that his glory will fill that back room just like the water covers the sea. Man, victory is all over that place. And all of a sudden you become an ecclesia in the workplace. So if I can encourage us at any point, Kimberly, it doesn't matter where you are. You are part of the ecclesia. You are part of the governing called out body that when you're sitting there, even if you're just eating your lunch by yourself, you could be praying, Lord, I thank you that you just blessed this place. Lord, I want you to bless them to make a whole bunch of money. I want you to bless them, bless their socks off if that's possible, whatever that means. That's another saying. I like my socks on, especially in the wintertime. But anyway, but do you understand what I'm saying? As people of God, as called out ones, as those who have been chosen not to just demonstrate religious activity. That gets old. Can we just say that? I'm sorry. That gets old. I'm not a fan of religious activity for activity's sake. But if it's going to change someone's life, man, if it's going to get someone set free, man, well, let's go. Let, let's saddle up this horse. Let's see if we can go somewhere. God is not after us to be just religious people. He wants us to be role models, if you would, superheroes in the life of the hungry. Wow. You want to know what the good news is for a hungry person? It's food. Hmm. For a sick person, healing. For a, long, a lonely person, companionship. For a person who is in poverty, finances. Somehow, the church, ecclesia, the ecclesia, 
can get involved with not just the religious activity of their community, but start seeing the welfare of their, of their communities being taken care of, where we are praying for the community leaders, where you're getting involved with the community leaders, where we go into the schools and they're happy to see you coming. And you go into school that, and you just, and just doing the, you're just reading the book. You may not say nothing about Jesus, but you show up. And you just might show up and, and be a blessing to a little boy who, whose dad was never there. And, and, and you just read them a book. I think their dogs go to the school, right? Their dogs is a blessing, okay? You can take your dogs to the school, and they don't know, but Ecclesia is going in there, and you're just reading them a story, and they leave feeling like, wow. But this is where God said, I have called you out from among selfish thinking into a place to model servitude, to model generosity, to model forgiveness, to model what Jesus would have for you to model. It's upon my rock, upon this rock I'll build my church, the Ecclesia, that group of people that will come sit in council and say, God, what would you have me to do? This is what I have you to do. I want you to pray for so-and-so and so-and-so. God, what would you have me to do? I want you to be a blessing to this person. What would you have me to do? I may want, I want you to bring life into areas of social injustice. Whatever that looks like. That he will lead us to the place. This is where the church will begin to have impact on the earth again. And the culture of our society will shift once again to that which brings life. But then he goes on. It gets, even, it, gets, it gets good. It gets good. Verse 18, he said, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys Say with me, keys. Keys in the Bible speaks of authority, just in case you didn't think you had it. (laughs) Keys speaks of authority. You have the ability to open doors and to shut doors. You have the ability to walk into someone's life who's feeling oppressed and release the life of God. And all of a sudden, like, huh, click, walk free. Remember that guy, David, who was here a moment ago? I didn't know. I was just at a coffee shop trying to listen to music and ready to go home and get some dinner. But all of a sudden, he stopped me and we talked. And next thing you know, here he is. And I'm like, okay. But God, by his grace, his sovereignty, in a conversation, unbeknownst to me, started unlocking a door in this individual's life. And then he went and unlocked the door. And someone else is like, remember he said, I've never done that before. I've never led anybody to the the Lord before. Change your life, it will. (laughs) It will indeed. But all it takes is someone going, he said, I give you the authority in the earth as my called out people to release people from the bondages, the sadness, the oppression. Jesus came and whatever you bind on earth, lock it up. God said, I honor that in heaven. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? This is good stuff. 
God, you would do that for me. Yeah, because we're in partnership together. You're ecclesia. This is what I've called you to be. I'm, you're not doing anything I don't ask you to do. So whatever you bind on earth, you're locking it up. It's like an arrest. It's like you're, you're arresting. It's like a, an arresting statement. You just, you're, you're done. Live PD. Hit him with the blue light. Bam. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. There was, there was a time when Jesus, in his day, you probably know this, that when it came to women in his day, you would say second class, maybe a little less than that. You were property in the days back then. I mean, after all, you're a daughter, you don't get married, there was a diary, there's, I mean, it was just, it was, it was their culture. But Jesus came along and he did stuff that was just out of the box, radical. Mary would go and sit at his feet and listen to his words as he teach when it was, according to their rules, illegal. She can't be doing this. You're out of place. Go to your place. Be in the kitchen. That's what Martha was doing. Remember Martha? She's in the kitchen. Working all this stuff. I am working. Yes, indeed. Just working, working, working. And she look out there. She see Mary sitting at Jesus' feet. Listening to his words. Children and women. That, that was, they weren't supposed to do that. But Jesus came along and he liberated women in his day. People get all twisted. About, no, no, no. He set them free from having to attend and be considered a second class. And Martha come out and she's like, make her come in the kitchen with me and serve. And Jesus said, well, she found the good part. Right here. Right here. So Jesus came along and introduced freedom for a part of the society that had been held captive. People who were, had diseases that were considered second class. If you were blind, you were Man, people would trip you. They would kick you. They would treat. They would spit on you because they thought God had did this to you. So they're gonna partner with God. And so, what would Jesus do? I'm gonna release you from that social injustice. Bam! Set them free. What do you see? I see men as trees. Oh, I can see now. Now all of a sudden, they can work. They can be free. Jesus set the captives free. My desire. As ecclesia, if we get nothing else from this, it's more. We it's more than just coming together and just hearing a good preaching, so I can go home and feel like I can tick a box off. Whoop! Went to church this Sunday. Yahoo! Awesome. That's great. But God, I want to see your people position themselves business, where they're bringing peace and joy, where they're bringing righteousness, where there have been theft in the business world, they're sitting there and it's like, no, we're having righteousness, where there have been abuse in different places, no, there's not going to be abuse. As the place of the ecclesia, we bring the life of God because we see the opposite and say, Lord, what would you have us to do? We sit in council with one another we're doing today. Sit in council and we wait 
for the judge to walk in the room. It's like doing worship. He walked in the room and it's like, all rise. And he walks in and it's like, oh, he's here. He's here. And he sat upon his throne. That he inhabit the praises of his people. <laughs> okay. He sits upon his throne. And he began to give us marching orders. How he will have us do. And when we leave this place, you don't leave just saying, wow, this is a great church. We're like, oh, man. I feel encouraged. I feel empowered. That when I go to work tomorrow, Mondays don't have to be a dread. I know I'm going there for a purpose. I may not stand on a box and say, Jesus, no, no, I can just say, you know what? Do what's right. Just bless this place. Just bless this place. There was a, when we were on the, on the, on the cruise, there was this, there's people from all over the world that work these places, and I thought there would be more people from the United States working these cruise ships than there were. There was only like 16. I was, they have a parade, a flag, like the last night or something like that. So you could know who's there and how many. But Philippines, from the Philippines, was like 200 and something. And from Indonesia, there was 100 and something all over. But there was this one young lady, she just, we have dinner at night, and she waited at our table every night. And she was from, I can't remember the name of this little island, but it's over by Madagascar. And she would come and just love on us. Okay, she said, come in our church. She would bring stuff. There was this one guy that was from Georgia, and he wanted sweet tea. I said, well, we don't have sweet tea, but we have these packages, sir. These packages, the pink packages and the yellow packages and the blue packages and He's like, well, he's like, well, I like the pink package and the blue package. I'm like, that's kind of cute. Right? Whatever. She's like, I, was, I would do it for you. I would stir it for you. He's like, no, no, no. And he's serious. He's like, no, no. She said, no, 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 no. I want to. I want. And so she would sit there and she would, and then we started joking. She's like, well, I like it shaken, not stirred. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but she would do it. And then the next night she came back. And she remembered, pink package, blue package. And she started, I'm like, what? And then the last night, she brought it out to the table already done. I'm like, this girl is rocking it, man. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And then she was beautiful, just lovely countenance. And it, she became like our daughter there, really. And she was telling us, I think it was like maybe three people from her island maybe that was there. And she um, was telling us, no, and, oh, that last night she came. The names that were on the table of the, of the uh, uh, attendants, they had taken them off. And I'm like, well, I don't remember her name that well. I kind of, I sure don't remember where she's from. This other lady from Georgia, she was like, she's sitting over there, and the girl come up to her. She's like, do you remember my name? She's like, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I could spell it. And she spells it out. I'm like, I'm like, and the girl almost started crying because she remembered her. She's like, she goes, oh, my God. <laughs> and from that point on, she was telling us how, you know, she don't have any family around, obviously, 
And it was kind of like we became a family. And they had this little parade, you know, in the cafeteria area. And they sung us a song that last night, you know. And so me and this other guy was there. We got up like her dad's, and we were taking pictures like it was a graduation. We, we were taking a picture, we were waving at her. She was singing, and she was just so bright and just smiling. But God was showing me, man, this is, this is what you do. You love people, man. This little girl, she's like, here, I'll give you my number. She wrote us a contact down. She's like, whenever you come to whatever that island is, like, you have a place to stay. You don't ever worry about the word about a place to stay. I'm like, I need to know a little bit more about this country than you. Okay. <laughs> but this is, I feel like this is what God has called us as a group of called out people. Sit in council to govern the affairs of our community and our nation. And as we do that, don't just sit by and watch, you know, havoc be wreaked on us, but say, God, where do you want us to get involved? I can't get involved in everything, but there's something. Whether it's the school, whether it's my dog going into the school, whether it's people coming into your office and you adjusting them and putting your hands on them, you might just pray for them and bless them. Ah, God just, okay. They keep coming back. You keep blessing them. Or you walk in your office and you adjust their office and you arrange and they're like, wow, we haven't had it this good before. Woo, clean up. Wow, why? Because, man, they know something's different. Because the church is back on the scene again. We're in a season where we must arise and become ecclesia just a religious organization and we will see the morals and all this crazy stuff begin to get back in the rightful order there's an adjustment taking place some good stuff that's happening don't be wild about the crazy stuff it happens <laughs> but just know God is working and he's using you and I to do it we're part of that governing body Check this out. One other scripture, and we're gonna, I'm going to let you go. I, 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 I say I promise. Well, sure, I promise. Maybe. Kind of. Yeah. I'm going to have to flip through it to find it here. Okay, just, just a moment. I'm going to skip. There it is. For by grace you were saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Did you know that? Did you know that you were created? You say, God, what, what's the, what's, why was I created? Why am I here? He said, for good works. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, reading the book of James, and you show me your faith. I show you my faith by my works. You want to see how much faith I have? This is when I get up there and get involved with the hurt, with the blind, with the lame, with the puppies, with the kids, whatever. That God will have you. Just, just see that life comes. If I can get involved with something outside of myself, then I could be looking and modeling my superhero to Jesus. How he got involved with things beyond himself and saw to it that you and I can have life in abundant fashion.
God said that you and I were saved, became Christians for this reason, to do good works. I thought I was going to heaven. Hey, that's the retirement program. We all need one of those. That's that's good. That's good stuff. But meanwhile, back on earth, (laughs) meanwhile, back on earth, we have a job to do. And that is to see to it that what he has created us for be accomplished. So he will say, well done, good and faithful servant. Can't do it all, but I can do something. We can do something. And I would like for us as a body of Christ in this community to be known for just more than just Sunday morning activities and religious activities. But how can we impact our community where there's a need that we can be a blessing to it? So the phones will start ringing. Hey, this is going on. Can you, what can you do with this? Is, that, when the phones start ringing at the church again from the government officials, you know we've tapped into a situation where Ecclesia once again has started governing her community well. Amen? Stand to your feet. You have been created, my dear friends, for good works. Just in case you didn't know, I you're smart. You're all smart people. I know you know this, but good work. Good work. Whatever that work is, it's different for all of us. Whether you're on a ski slope with Ryan or in the kitchen with Ryan, whatever. Even when you're in, even in playtime, God will do this. He will mess with your playtime. He will do it. On a cruise ship, he will mess with you. He will. People will come tell you, oh, minding my own business I was, sitting there trying to have a little coffee, and all of a sudden this guy comes up to me and starts talking about this book he's written, which you might have to look at this book because I bought one from him. It's called, um, oh, something coping, coping, strategy of coping, basically being able to live a life of happiness. And I'm like, okay. But when you open up their scriptures, I'm like, whoa, this is good stuff that people are using across the country right now in Bible studies and different things. I'm like, okay. Get off the island, go talk to someone, mind your own business, just want to buy a T-shirt or something. Show up at this little kiosk. Like, ah, he's like, you know what, we're going to go on this, this little escapade or whatever, and we'll, we'll be back. Back there, and we show back up the lady like, what? You came back? Thank you. You know, and I'm like, okay, God, just want to bless him. Want to bless him. Sitting this lovely lady, she was talking to us. I just kind of have this thing. If I'm, if I'm in a grocery store, some somewhere, if I'm at Walmart, or if someone has a name tag, my tendency is one of the first things I like to do is look at the name tag. I want to know the name because that name belongs to that person. And if I address them by their name. I'm tapping into who they are, not just their position. And so we stand there, and this lady's talking. I said, I said, Nicole, thank you. She goes, I didn't know my name. And by this time, it had flipped around, and it was going, I'm like, well. <laughs> I wasn't going to tell her that I said the Lord. That would have been wrong. But, 
But I told her, I said, you know what? I, said, I saw it on your name tag, and I said, you know, I like knowing your name. I said, because your name belongs to you. I said, and you deserve to be loved and valued because you are valuable. She said, oh, thank you. God just messes with you. That's all you have to say. That's all. It's just that. And that lady's day was blessed just because someone took time to recognize her name and to bless her. May we do that. I don't have to call on and recognize people's names, but be a blessing to recognize that we are people called out to good works in the earth and to set captives free. And God do it in many ways. He'll give you prophetic words as David is training us how to hear the voice of the Lord, praying over people, hearing God's word. Grab that because he will use that in your life, as you walk down the street to tell you right, just bam, bam, just be a blessing. Keep on moving. Kind of like stick and move, stick and move, and move on down the road. Tell me about it. So, Father, we just bless you. We bless you. We bless this time. And Lord, and I just bless your people. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we do recognize the value that we have in the earth as ecclesia. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we recognize the authority that you've given us as we walk in the earth to release people from places of bondage, places of shame, places of unworthiness. Lord, you've given us the ability, Lord, to represent you here on earth. Lord, we thank you that you've given us the ministry of reconciliation, Lord, to bring life into a place where there's been death. I thank you, Lord, that as your people, may we, we will be known once again as a body that changes things in the earth and not just a religious organization. I bless you. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for anointing us for good works in this season. As we go to our workplaces, as we go to our fun places, as we go to our families, Lord, we go knowing that we've been ordained and anointed by you to carry good works with us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <laughs> Woo! Go change the world, people. Go change the world. <laughs> Bless you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're awesome. You're awesome. Tell your puppies that they're awesome for me. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me, but for me. Bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Good seeing you, my man. Good to see you, brother. Welcome back. Thank you. Next time we go in that boat together. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, 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 uh, they, I'm telling you, they'll, they'll get you. I mean, it's like around every corner. Tip me. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's like, I see how this works. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> that first night, that first night, I took some Dramamine before. I'm glad I did. Because that first night, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I've been on, you no know, pontoon boats, you know, I did, you know, Lake Powell and all that. But that thing, <laughs> that first night, we're sitting at dinner, I'm like, I mean, it's, I'm like, I feel like I'm intoxicated or something. I mean, it's like, you know, you feel it. And I go to, and I went to bed, boy. I mean, it rocked me to sleep. I was out 
bam. And I think part of it had to do with that Dramamine that I had in my system. I mean, it just whoop, whoop. <laughs> but, but the further you got out there, when you pulled into Coco, Coco, Coco K, things smoothed out, mellowed out. Going to the Bahamas, man, it was smooth.